on our next episode um, concerning everything going on, we're just going to be discussing race discrepancies in the Toronto art world. So mm-hmm. It's important to address and we want to spread the message and we want to keep the conversation going beyond, um, you know, every time there's a tragedy. Um, obviously, there's a lot of reason to be upset and outraged right now. And so let's keep that fire going. And yeah, yeah. I also think it'll it'll be a good thing to talk about because I think everything that's in the news right now is showing very drastically what's going on. And we know that horrible things are going on. People are being killed. People are being injured. But racism do, do, just doesn't end there. No. Like, it, it filters into our workspaces. It filters into the art world. So it'll also be great to hear how discrimination comes up in other forms, mm-hmm. I think. So, yeah. So stay tuned for that one. Welcome to Purple Glow Pod. I'm your co-host, Liv. And I'm Key. And today is a very special episode. Um, yeah. Like all our episodes, I suppose. They're all special. <laughs> They're all special. We love all our children equally, but this <laughs> one is really fun. We get to talk to COVID-19 Dreams, uh, the Instagram account that's blowing up. It is blowing up. Yeah, so if you if you don't know what this is, COVID-19 Dreams is an Instagram page started by two filmmakers in Toronto, Hannah and Adrian, and they basically started this Instagram page because they both were having weird dreams and started talking to other people and realized that kind of collectively a lot of people have been having strange and vivid dreams during this pandemic, and they decided to start illustrating these dreams and posting them online some housekeeping we just launched the first episode of art history toronto Mm. a brand new podcast brand new show about art history in toronto so each episode will be diving into one of the works on display in the city or maybe it was created by uh created in the city or perhaps created by a torontonian lots, lots of options here first episode we dive into the story of in the ward toronto by lauren harris be sure to check it out. It's really, it's a really interesting piece. Great episode. Shameful, shameless, shameful, shameful plugging. Shameful plugging. <laughs> we have shame and we're plugging. <laughs> and we're full of it. We pre-recorded the interview um, and it was really fantastic. So be sure to stick around and listen. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, why don't you guys like introduce yourselves uh, so <laughs> everyone listening will have an idea of who you are, what your backgrounds are. Yeah. Um, sure. My name is Hannah Jovan. And I'm Adrian Morphy. <laughs> um, we're both uh, freelance filmmakers in Toronto, Canada. Um, we both went to Ryerson. That's where we met. That's where we met. Um, and yeah, we make um, short films and, you know, usually... Uh, fiction films like when we're not doing our day jobs I work in um, like the documentary world um, normally and Adrian does a lot of freelance video editing and then kind of as passion project stuff like more uh, writing and directing and Hannah directs as well and produces and then we've made a lot of uh, things together recently and then when the lockdown started we started um, the Instagram page covid19.dreams uh, where we people could send in their dreams to us uh, during about the pandemic and the world that's happening around us. And we would 
um, illustrate those dreams. And that was just a, kind of a fun um, kind of thing for us to do with all the spare time that we had once we were kind of laid off from our jobs. Um, and then it kind of took off and kind of became its own thing. And like we started to get like a lot of like a ton of people sending us dreams, people having really positive responses from the posts. Um, yeah. And then we've just been drawing dreams ever since. <laughs> <laughs> That's so poetic. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Drawing dreams ever since. Yep. Yeah, making dreams come true. Making dreams come true, in a way. <laughs> Is what we joke about. <laughs> so was there any one like specific thing that got you started on this, that got you started on the account? Um, I think it was just us. Like, I know, like, I usually never dream. And and then once all um, the stuff of COVID started happening, I started to have really vivid dreams and remember remembering my dreams and Hannah was dreaming and we were talking about our dreams together. And then we just started like kind of asking some friends and family and we realized that there's kind of like this collective experience of a lot of people having um, really vivid dreams and dreaming about what was happening in, in our lives right now. And we just thought that was um, such an interesting thing. And then we did a bit more research and we just found an even wider net of people all around the world having these shared experience and we thought, you know, like, there would be a really cool thing um, to illustrate these dreams and, like, kind of, um, like, visually represent them. And we've been doing, maybe in the last year, a little bit more um, animation in our work and in our day jobs and stuff. So uh, we kind of had, like, an interest in illustration. And um, this, like, the dreams just gave us a platform to kind of use those skills and continue to use that practice um, but in the context of COVID and what's happening in the world. Awesome. Mm -hmm. That's so cool because, awesome. you know, everyone loves telling people about their wacky dreams, um, but there's, like, no <laughs> tangible, tangible like, evidence of, of those dreams. So it's so awesome that we have this, like, that you guys created this place where you can actually, like, see and, like, experience those dreams. I love it. Yeah. And a lot of them, like, I mean, a lot of the dreams come from really, like, stressful, anxious places uh, from people. We could dream dreaming about the virus and people getting sick or a lot of them have like this um, kind of like people are trying to personify or visualize the virus in some way. And there's always like a threat or something, but yeah. a lot of people say it's like really cathartic to see them um, mm -hmm. drawn. It kind of like brings a lot of like humor to them and makes you be able to like laugh at your own stressful, anxious thoughts and stuff, which I think mm -hmm. is really cathartic for people. So that's been really great to see. Yeah. We've gotten a lot of really nice messages from people saying that they feel less alone because they were able to share their dream and other people have seen their dreams and it's kind of created this like small little community I guess that um has been really kind of nice for us to to connect with people especially when we're not seeing anyone in person and you know con connection is something that is very difficult right now so it's been really positive overall that's awesome to hear and I know you guys work directly with the people who end up messaging you and sharing their dreams to come up with the idea of where that's going to go creatively and how that's going to translate into an image or a cartoon. So what does that kind of communication and back and forth look like? Yeah, I mean, usually someone will DM us with um, their dream and sometimes it'll just be like a sentence. Um, you know, I had a dream that a bear was chasing me through the woods and then we'll always like strike up a conversation with the person and ask them to kind of give us um, as many like visual details as possible. And also 
were super interested in what may have prompted the dream. Like what kind of day did they have? Like what kind of work do they do? You know, are they stuck at home or are they on the front lines? And usually there's something that kind of triggered the dream. Um, and so we always kind of try to include not only the, the visuals and the interesting aspects of the dream itself, but also um, the psyche of the dreamer and what they're going through um, to just give some kind of context to to that dream. And I think that's really interesting. Like we're definitely interested in, in why um, people are having these dreams. And I think like Adrian said, it, it really is rooted in this um, overwhelming sense of anxiety and um, kind of trying to personify and deal with that. And our brains do that while we dream, like they're processing a lot of information and um, it comes out in this way. And so, yeah, the conversation is really lovely like it's nice to go back and forth and then we we share it and then we always tag them if they want to be tagged or we keep it anonymous if they want it anonymous and then then they usually share it which is great and then we'll always get new followers from that um from those stories that they post or if they share it on their instagram it just kind of has been growing organically awesome. which has been really great mm-hmm. what has it been like exploring instagram as a medium as a medium then like you said it's really nice that things are growing like organically like do you find that it's coming like really easy to you guys to to use it or it was like a learning curve um i mean we've been on instagram (laughs) for a while (laughs) um you know like we post pretty regularly on our normal accounts we've had like different instagrams promoting different short films we've had over the years so i think all that kind of stuff came naturally to us um i mean it's a nice platform because you get instant reactions from people you know you you can reach a ton of people um and it is kind of like building uh what we want to do is kind of like about building that community and i mean it's just a great place to do that to reach a lot of people to have those people share to other people and um for it to kind of keep on growing um and i mean i think it's really like the kind of drawings that we're doing, I feel like they're very much made for social media. Like, I think they're really like made to like kind of look good in the feed and on your phone. And like, I mean, I, I don't know if I'd want to print one out and put it on a wall. Sure. Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> but I think they look really, we're like, we make them for that format, you know, you know what I mean? Yeah. That's what I was going to ask. I was going to say when you're creating the illustrations, like, do you have in, like your Instagram feed in mind? Or yeah, like I think, in mind. yeah, I think so. And I think we plan sometimes like with the color palette, we have a few colors that we've chosen and we only use those shades. Sometimes we'll deviate with like the tones, you know, sometimes they're darker or lighter, but we try to keep within those um, colors. And um, we also like when we're planning it, I feel like I am always looking at what looks good together, you know, try not to post the same like landscape picture next to another landscape picture. Like, you know, if it's a close up that looks better next to a landscape and try to like vary it and also not use the same, like say a background color is like pink and one picture. And then the next one we try to do a different color, like purple Mm -hmm. so that it isn't like the same colors being rotated. So I think there's definitely some planning that goes into it. Um, But they're, the colors are so matchy that it doesn't really matter what we do. It somehow ends up looking really nice and uniform um, in the actual grid Mm-hmm. but um, there's a little bit of planning and we definitely talk about what dreams, you know, if there's like a, a ton of dreams that involve like animals or, you know, dinosaurs or aliens, we've had a lot of different animals like kangaroos and 
I don't know which other ones, a uh, bunch, but yeah. we try to vary it between like, you know, a human and then like different figures, different subjects in each one so that it's not all the same, um, the same image over and over. So, yeah, there's mm-hmm. some planning. Yeah. <laughs> I think it's it, what you guys are doing has been so brilliant, not just from a social media perspective, how the feed looks, but even just the content, because I think the color choices you guys have made really add to the whole mystical dreamlike subject matter that's going on. So before you even decided to start this project, was there a big discussion about the stylistic choices you were going to make? Well, (laughs) I think, well, Adrian, actually, he came up with the first, you like put together the Instagram initially. I think. Yeah. And you chose the colors. Yeah. And I think we didn't actually have a full on conversation about I know the... why the colors were chosen. But I mean, in hindsight, I think you chose them perfectly. I think they're very surreal colors. And, you know, I think they really pop. And I think they definitely add like a dreamlike quality. And you even included like a um, kind of bedsheet texture that goes on top of every dream mm-hmm. um, if you look really closely you can see it yeah I think but, we we knew we wanted it to be like really surreal and not to go super um, uh, into like realism with what we're doing and I think there is like a height like a heightened stylistic and definitely like graphic minimalism to everything we're doing and then I mean I mean the truth is I think we chose the colors pretty quickly like I think I did the first image and I think we didn't know that that was going to be the colors for every post going forward. It was just kind of like we did the first one and it just felt like they should just be like these surreal dreamy colors, which we just thought was like pink, purple, blue, and like this like tanny beige. And then we were kind of like, no, this should be the entire Instagram feed. Yeah. Um, Like they should all be in these colors. And then it kind of makes it all feel like it's part of this one dream world. Um, that we really like and then we just kind of ran with it yeah and we haven't deviated from the colors like only a couple times like in a recent post we did a tie-dye sports bra and I really wanted to include like orange in it and I was like asking Adrian if I could yeah. every once in a <laughs> while there's like a, just like something that's really hard to do with only four colors like I just needed I think, orange like we did fireworks too which was like just was needed hard. more shades and different stuff and is like but it's like those little there's like little elements but in the rest of the image it's always like the same so that it looks same stable colors but yeah yeah every once in a while there's like i feel like we get like in a like kind of like a pigeonhole or back ourselves into a corner with our style (laughs) and we kind of have to like deviate deviate a little bit Mm -hmm. cool cool i i find it so interesting that it wasn't like like you didn't go into it like defining what the mm-hmm. parameters were because I feel like that speaks mm-hmm. a lot to artistic instinct and like some part of you knew <laughs> that it was it that it was all gonna like come together like this I that's so cool yeah I think we didn't try to overthink it you know and I don't think it's good to overthink things when you're doing something like that like we just kind of wanted to see like I didn't know if anyone would even send us their dreams to be honest like at the beginning it was kind of like is anyone even going to be interested in this and then it just kind of grew and I think um you just have to kind of follow what's growing organically like you need to see like what dreams are coming in and I think it just kind of I don't know it it evolves on its own and I think that's true with any project that you do like I find that so true when we make our films like we made a short film 
you know, I always say that there's like multiple films that actually exist in your mind. Like there's the movie that you talk about, the concept, and then there's the script, and then there's the thing that you shot, and then there's the final edited film. And those are all different projects and they all, you know, evolve when someone, you know, comes in and collaborates. And so it always evolves on its own. Like you can't really control it. Um, it really just has, it has a mind of its own, I think, in the end. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. I think there's something exciting when you don't think about stuff too much, then you don't overthink it. You just do it. Like, I think I heard someone say, like, it's like, sometimes you can feel like the eraser marks are like pencil, you know, like you draw in pencil and then you erase it and you draw in pencil and then you erase it. And you kind of see like the smudgy um, pencil marks on an image or on just, this is like a metaphor, but on like a piece of, like a piece of art, but like something, but when you don't do that and it's just like, um, paint just going onto a blank page. It can like feel a just a, Pollock. a little bit more bolder and you don't have like the <laughs> smudges and stuff. Like it's sometimes it's nice just to not um, overthink it, I think is yeah. what, what I'm getting at. <laughs> yeah, I definitely agree. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think it's super fascinating and this has been touched on everything you're doing and just it's, it's normal for people to experience vivid and strange dreams in high stress situations. And it's super fascinating that as a globe, we are collectively experiencing this together and having these dreams together. And you guys are kind of the dream keepers right now as people share their dreams with you. Do you ever feel the emotional weight of that? Yeah, definitely. I think we've definitely had a few dreams uh, coming in from... Uh, frontline workers like there was a nurse I think and a, a respiratory um, specialist. specialist or therapist um, coming in and they were talking about having um, these really traumatic dreams like you know of being in the hospital and things that they've seen and um, and that's you know weighed definitely heavily heavily on us like it's you know hard to hear what they're going through and um, we want our page to be a platform to like elevate you know, those voices and share those stories. So, um, you know, sometimes we'll have funny dreams like a dinosaur being in someone's house and, and that's great too. But then, you know, we'll, we've gotten some dreams that are really kind of terrifying as well, you know, and dreams about like social distancing, like people not, you know, not, um, keeping their distance or, um, like the fear, the real fear of like catching this virus and, you know, spreading it to your family, like all of that, we feel that anxiety, I think, when we read these dreams. Like, it's just, it's right there. And, and especially when we have conversations with people and they go into why they've had those dreams. Like, you know, there was one girl who had messaged us and she, um, it was one of the earlier dreams that we got, and she dreamt that she had seen her grandparents and they have this embrace. And then we had a few other dreams about grandparents. And that one, those were really emotional because... Mm-hmm. You know, a lot of us are missing um, family members and especially like um, elderly are, are so at risk um, of catching this virus. And they've been, um, you know, passing away like at alarming rates, especially here in um, in Canada. And um, like it's just really it weighs heavily like I, you know, all of us can relate to that missing those people and, um, you know, feeling scared about um, the outcome like, you know, if we're ever going to see them again, like, when is it going to be safe to go and hug our grandparents again? You know, it's a big question. So yeah. that's definitely been tough and, you know, sad. <laughs> yeah. Like we get a spectrum of dreams and like some of them can be really funny. And then some of them are definitely more heartfelt and emotional and serious. And I feel like we always spend a little bit more time drawing and working on the heartfelt ones. We just like want to make sure we get it right for 
um, the dreamer and um, for it to connect with the people that we share it with. Like, I think sometimes the funny ones, we can kind of do a little bit faster and, and, and get out a little bit quicker. But then when it is, we, you can tell there's a lot of emotion in it. Like you just want to spend it a little bit more time and get it right. Yeah. Yeah. In a similar, somewhat similar vein, what's been like the most rewarding aspect of, of doing all of this? Yeah. I think hearing from people that have said, um, just finding our Instagram has made them feel less alone. Like that they were having, you know, a lot of the similar thoughts to what they're seeing being posted on the fate on, on the page of, of these stresses or anxieties and, and just seeing that there's like this whole, um, community and all, the, all this shared experience makes them feel, um, less alone and part of something, part of, you know, something bigger, something bigger. And, um, just that connection that we're all kind of trying to find right now. Yeah. I'd say that's the most rewarding part. Yeah. Do you agree? I yeah. agree. Yeah. I think art is a great tool to connect with people and create um, spaces for people to share their stories. And that's, you know, as filmmakers, that's our ultimate goal is to elevate and share other people's stories. And so that's been incredibly rewarding with this project. And I think, I think I saw somewhere that you guys have plans to do ter- turn this collection of work into something that can happen with film. Can you share a little bit about what that would look like? Yeah, I think our, you know, we've talked about um, where this project will go and how it's going to evolve. And I think there's definitely an opportunity there to create some kind of short animated documentary um, or maybe a series uh, based on some of these stories that we've been getting. Um, I think, you know, we loved animation. And so, you know, if we could elevate our illustrations into an animated form and um, interview people and get them to actually share their stories with us, I think that would be um, a natural uh, progression of this project and where we would want for it to go. Um, so that's been something that we would love the opportunity to do. Um, hopefully we'll, we'll be able to in the future actually get that project done so yeah that's awesome and do you see this work expanding beyond COVID-19 as in being able to keep up what you're doing taking people's dreams and relaying them in art but outside of the confines of the pandemic yeah I think that's something that we've just kind of begun to talk about with each other like yeah what um is the longevity of this project and is if there's a way to um, kind of like pivot it towards something broader and something um, beyond COVID. I think we're, we're talking a lot about um, uh, like what is the world that we would love to wake up to when all this is over and like what are our kind of like um, uh, quote unquote like daydreams about um, you know what we want to do, what our lives want to be like, um, what we wish we could see, experience, um, you know, the kind of, um, uh, you know, like our dreams, but kind of in a different sense is what we're talking about. And yeah. having people submit um, mm. those to us and, and draw those. Um, yeah. Yeah, I think that would be great. Mm-hmm. That's like early stages. We've just kind of yeah, like begun to talk about that. I think there really, there's really does seem to be um, something... Um, really interesting about just people sharing their dreams and we can visualize them with um, um, these illustrations. So I think like we would love to keep on doing it and continue it 
um, for a longer period of time. So we're just kind of starting to figure out what that is now. Well, I definitely think you guys have stumbled on something special. I think dreams mm-hmm. are something that we all feel very vividly and strongly and we are unable to communicate them in a clear way to others. I've always said I wish yeah. I could have like a plug from my brain to someone yeah. else so they could just see what's inside because totally. with words, it's it's so hard to describe just with words what you're feeling, what you're seeing and dreaming. And mm-hmm. so that's, I think, what you guys are doing super special. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I know so, so often it can be almost more of an emotion or just a feeling, mm-hmm. a dream, than, um, than like uh, specific uh, things or something. You know, like it's, there's, it's hard to describe a dream sometimes. And sometimes it's much more a feeling. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Amazing. I think that might be a good place to end. Do you have any other questions? No, I think we covered everything. Covered a lot of really great stuff. <laughs> have you guys have you guys been having any dreams? Like any dreams that we can illustrate? You know, we're always looking for more dreams to do. I had a vivid dream last night, but I cannot remember anything except for I was eating an apple at some point. <laughs> I hate when that happens. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> I, yeah, I can't think of any dreams I've had. I live in a high stress like state already though. So yeah. at all times, <laughs> yep. um, mm-hmm. I feel like I remember I'm, my dreams. I feel like dream. I'm going to dream with now. Like, yeah. Dream with purpose. Yeah. Hannah's dad nice. really, Hannah's dad really wants to be, um, profiled on the page and he keeps on trying to dream, It's so funny, <laughs> but he can't he do it. He hasn't had one yet. Yeah. Oh, that's so funny. That's so funny. Yeah. What is yeah. that? That type of dreaming called where you're not like fully asleep it's you like in between about? yeah I think it happens when like I think you need to uh I, I heard a dream specialist talk about uh why the, these dreams happen and it's usually when like we're chronically like undersleeping as a society like we are always like waking up early and like waking out of like immediately waking out of REM cycle I think and mm. I think the dream state is in between REM and waking up which is like the sweet spot where you can remember uh, what you're actually dreaming. And so it feels more vivid. And I think that's actually what was happening when the pandemic started, we were sleeping in more and we mm. were like, we would sleep in until like 11. Sometimes we were so mm-hmm. tired from this. St- I think it was stress. Like we were sleeping more because we were stressed and then we would wake up and we would just be like, wow, I just had like the weirdest. Yeah. I can remember everything. Like it was a whole saga. <laughs> and because like people aren't working or not in the office, like they're not waking up to alarms as much. Yeah. They're waking so up they're, naturally. So they work, wake up naturally, which is like, then you remember your dreams because then if you're wake up to an alarm it's like you're getting waking up out of like deep REM which then you can't remember yeah it has to be in that jolt. in between state yeah yeah so that's interesting I just want to yeah. read about dreams now <laughs> yeah I was thinking yeah. about that I was like time to get some books yeah, yeah it's, it's a very interesting rabbit hole there's a Harvard like researcher um who has been collecting dreams uh I don't know how many she has like tons of submissions and she did that Actually, after 9-11, she was like mm. seeing there was a big I think it's just whenever there's a big event that mm-hmm. is affecting a lot of people, uh, people start having dreams. And so she's doing that now. And I think she's been collecting like thousands of submissions. Uh, we've been meaning to reach out to her and I don't know, just connect because um, it just seems so interesting. I'd love to like talk to her and um, hear what she's doing. And so. And what, like, what are the general dreams that she's getting? Because I think we kind of have similar 
um, themes coming through. Like there's definitely mm. like um, certain dreams that are not like that are just pretty common. Like, you know, like the personifying the virus one is like a very common one. I had a dream actually the other night that there was a tsunami touching down outside my like I was sitting down at a window and outside I could see a, like a not a tsunami, sorry, a tornado. I could see it like, you know, you can see it like spiraling and like touching down on the ground. And I, it was just like right outside my window. And I remember waking up and being like, what? That's, I'm dreaming of personifying the virus. Look at me. Like I'm, <laughs> I'm doing exactly what I talk about. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I wonder if, if receiving so many dreams and drawing them is now kind of subconsciously affecting how Ooh. you, you two Ooh. are dreaming. Yeah. Maybe. Interesting. That's a good point. That's interesting. I have like, yeah, I've, I have said that, um, uh, like, I feel like a lot of people are dreaming. Like, we had a tsunami dream. We have, like, I feel like a lot of people have been dreaming about, like, ice, like, walking on icy shores, mm. um, which is a weird one. Like, I, I, there's, like, water. Like, there's a lot of, like, elements of, like, nature that come up in people's dreams. And so maybe I've been thinking about that a lot. And then I had a tornado yeah. Dream. But I'm also scared of tornadoes. I think I've always, I just, I watched Twister when I was like five and I was like, I've just, I'm terrified of tornadoes. So maybe that's why. Yeah. I've definitely had the social distancing dreams of like the anxiety of like too many people. Um, you had that bus dream. Yeah. I had a dream that I was on a bus and it was going to go to like a, country. Um, a country where we, I knew the outbreak was really bad, but it was first it was stopping at the grocery store and I went to get off the grocery store, but we knew I think it was with Hannah and we had to get off before it went to this country because we were like, we can't go to this country. That's like the outbreak. It's is so bad. And then the bus driver was coughing and we got to stay away from the bus driver. It was just yeah, awful. Yeah. Um, yeah, I definitely had those dreams. But I mean, it's like, I think we're also like drawing these on our iPads and like sometimes like we can do that into the evening and then we go to sleep and we're like mm-hmm. thinking about COVID and the dreams. I'm sure it does yeah. affect our dreams. I'm sure it has way. been affecting us. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so interesting well thanks so yeah. much for coming on yeah. this was yeah. super fun Thank thanks for having us time. guys we we love yeah. doing it yeah it was great <laughs> yeah it's awesome what you guys are doing it's so cool i know what oh, artists are you. doing and yeah it's great yeah. it's really really good it's it's just so great to like have that like community like have like conversations and i think it's really necessary like to have those conversations in like the arts community in toronto like it's a small community really mm-hmm. and so mm-hmm. um it's really good to just come together like i feel like we don't even because we're filmmakers like this we haven't even really like i feel like what we're doing is artistic and it's like illustrative but um we don't we rarely cross into that world like i kind of know that world because my dad is an artist and he's been like exhibiting um, in Toronto for a long time, but I personally haven't worked in that world that much. So it's really cool to like connect with you guys and, you know, talk about these things. It's very, it's cool. Awesome. We're, we're excited. I'm happy you feel yeah. that way. Cause I think that's yeah. our whole point of starting Purple Glow. Yeah. We both grew up going to art schools and just like realized the art world is so small because everyone we knew growing up was mm-hmm. into the arts. And that's actually how I discovered your page i'm friends oh, with yeah. diana and she yeah. told me about you guys so yeah it definitely is such a small world oh great yeah 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 yeah. Yeah. yeah i feel like it's such a small world like yeah. so many people like know each other and another like interviews we've done has all it's all been like word of mouth from friends and mutual people who have seen our mm-hmm. page so mm-hmm. totally mm-hmm. Yeah. word of mouth remains so powerful with <laughs> yeah yeah, <for> sure. yeah. <laughs> all the yes. time 100%. <laughs> 
Well, thanks, guys. Yeah, thank you. Oh, yeah, thank, thank you, you so much. much. Enjoy your cool. weekend. Thank yeah. you. What's left of it? <laughs> yeah. Every day is a weekend. <laughs> That's I true. know, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Thanks for listening. We hope you enjoyed our interview with the artist behind COVID-19 Dreams. If you haven't checked out their page yet, we really recommend you do. And if you have been having weird dreams, reach out to them, send them in. Yes. So their account is at COVID19.dreams. And we'll putting th- we'll be putting that in the episode notes. Uh, if you liked this episode, make sure to subscribe. And tell a friend, text one friend, message one friend who you know Mm. would enjoy this and pass it along. That's a good idea. Share it with one friend. Word of mouth. Word of mouth is right. I always share this with Alan, but he never listens. Yeah, you should at least make him play it, like in like play it when he's not listening, just to get like the episode numbers. (laughs) While he's sleeping. (laughs) So it's subconsciously going in his mind. No, he listened to one last weekend. Uh you can follow us on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. YouTube, Spotify, Apple Podcasts. I was about to say Apple Music, but we don't make music yet. We don't make music. Yet. We could make music. (laughs) You want us to make music. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And, um, And then I guess finally just, we hope that you join us for our next episode. Because I think that's going to be a very relevant. So Mm. stay tuned for that. Very. Stay tuned. Very heavy. And then on a lighter note, stay purple, stay glowing, love one another. 